Red Dolphin Podcast listeners, welcome to episode 015 with Mr. ONU, Danny McGrady. Guys, in this episode, Danny McGrady talks about what it's like to build a community on your campus, how to overcome some obstacles when finding something that you enjoy doing, and how to expand your horizons to not only make friends and connect with others, but to find it within yourself that you might like something a little more than you actually do. There's so much more in here. Danny talks about his scheduling, some of his goals and aspirations, and how he came to love playing the bass. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to get into this episode with Mr. Danny McGrady. Danny, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Danny McGrady, we are live. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm absolutely amazing. And, and Danny, watching within the first, even first of all, Mr. Owen you, how does that feel? It's been it's been fun. It's been a crazy, crazy weekend. You know, I, I really had a great time. I was proud to be a part of it. Danny, you first of all, birthday weekend, right? How old? 21. 20, big 21. You said you skipped out seeing John Mayer. I did. Did you really? Did you yeah. have tickets bought beforehand? No, I, I was getting ready to, though. Uh, I was in the queue, and then I realized the date and had to... Are you serious? Some, but I, I got tickets for the October show. Were you, were you, like, disappointed, or were... I was really honestly debating whether or not to continue <laughs> Mr. Onyu, but uh, I, you know, I'm glad I did. So when did, you, when did you get the call of being Mr. Onyu? It was, like, it was earlier in the semester. There was... Like a whole group of guys they brought up uh, up to on second floor, and they just kind of told us all about it and said we would be signing up to be in an election for our class. Okay. Um, and then not enough people signed up, so everyone that signed up to be in the election just ended up being in the show. Oh, that's beautiful. So it kind of took the stress off you. Yeah. So when you get the call, were were you kind of surprised that you were like the nominated kind of guy, or? Uh, well, I knew my my man Nate for. Yeah, yeah. They had talked to him and he said he had put my name in, so I was I wasn't super surprised. You weren't super surprised at all. You were like, because he told me he had he had put me up for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely wasn't sure if I wanted to do it right away. Um, but I'm I'm glad I did. Good stuff, man. So Danny McGrady, I'm I'm gonna say your last name anytime I say your first name. It just rolls off the tongue way too well. What you you play bass, right? When did you start doing stuff like that? I that mean, was in high school. Okay. Yeah, about sophomore year, I uh, worked at a music store and oh yeah, got into it that way. Now, were you always musical, Danny? I did like band growing up since like fifth grade. Okay. Um, but I don't do any of that now. Now I just focus on the on the bass guitar. On the bass guitar and, and funk surrender, right? Yep. Yeah. So, with I mean, obviously, when earning the title of Mister Own You, you have to have a sense of community and stuff. And you're you're this is your sophomore year, correct? Junior. Junior. Shoot. Sorry. Junior. Sorry, man. I messed that up. No, you're good. So when you come into ONU, did did you feel like you had that community sense that, you know, like a leader, shot callers, so to say. I mean, you got the rock star name. Well, I am a, I'm a transfer, actually. What? Yeah. Dude. Um, <laughs> but I grew up in Bourbonnais. Okay. Uh, did you go to BB? I did. Okay. And my mom teaches English here. Oh, beautiful. Uh, you know, course evaluation, those like midnight emails that go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa McGrady, that's, that's my mom. Freaking way. Yeah. I can't believe it. I connect the dots on that. Um, but I ended up starting as a music student at Trevecca. Oh, really? In Nashville. Nashville. I mean, that's where a music student would go, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I, uh, just after one semester, I decided I didn't want to study music, uh, and I, I transferred back here. So what did you switch from music to? I'm not, weirdly, I'm a zoology major. Really? Uh, Pre-vet. So I'm getting ready to apply for vet schools. Oh, that's a freaking sweet. What, what's like the ideal vet school? Uh, U of I. U of I is the main goal because in-state tuition is oh, okay. the best case scenario. All right. So what kind of kind of bring me on the journey of you're at Trevecca. What made you be like, hey, I kind I kind of think all of that might be the... Honestly, I just, I knew music wasn't going to be for me. You know, I wanted to keep really? it throughout my life. I just, studying it kind of sucked all the joy out of it. Really? Uh, personally, yeah. I just, I knew I could have gone somewhere, but I didn't have the love for it 
to really give it the amount of time and like effort it needed. You thought you, you thought maybe studying it so much might take the love and joy out of it. Yeah, it started to, and I realized I sort of realized the reality of being a working musician. You have to have a total and complete overwhelming passion for music, which I love and I've had a great time with it, but I just don't have that. Okay. Uh, what, what's the saying in music? It's like, it took me 30 years to be an overnight success. Exactly. It takes so long just to like years and years just to be at a level that hundreds of other people are at trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah. There's so many, I mean, I, I would say it's saturated, but when you have talent, it's easy to like try to find a way to want to become. Well, yeah, I started to realize that there was, so many other people in Nashville, they, yeah. they were going to be the one guy, you know, and I'm like, okay, I wanted to do something that is a little more stable. Was that was that a tough realization? Was that hard? Uh, once, it was very gradual, but once I got there, I, I was okay with it. You were at peace with it. So. Yeah, especially because I found something else I wanted to do, and I've, I've loved that and stuck with it since. So for somebody, somebody who might be chasing the dream right now and, you know, in their respective field, doesn't necessarily need to be music, yeah. what, what do you think, like, would give them peace from walking away and understanding it's okay to have this as a passion, but it's not necessarily, it's probably not for me to absolutely just go out and chase it. Yeah. Well, my thing was I knew that, uh, I can have peace with that because I gave it a shot. Like I went to Nashville and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I gave it my best effort. And then I realized it wasn't for me. I didn't just say right away, there's no way this is going to happen. You know, I tried okay. realizing it and like it and moved on to something that I'm equally passionate. You don't feel like you were giving yourself a cop out. You're like, you know what? I came here. I tried. I saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. I know I'm still good. I mean, you rock at freaking chapel. Appreciate it. Man. Yeah. And then go with it from there. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel good that if I could have done it, I, or if I wanted to do it, I could have. Okay. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. Like I, I tried. I love that. Decided it wasn't. It, it feels like you're at peace with that, Danny McGrady. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know, you can uh, do vet work and do music on the weekends, but. You can't do music and do vet work on the weekends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like kind of follow. Yeah. It's not like I'm giving up on music completely. Okay. Even this year, I've been able to keep up with it. I mean, freak out. Punk surrender. Yeah. Dude, so making the transition, because you you transferred when? It was just the spring of freshman year. Just the spring of freshman year. So you, it wasn't a, it was a very early transfer. Okay. As early as it can be. Okay. Did you, did you have people that you knew here? I did. That you were able to make friends with, grow with? Yeah. I was lucky. I know a lot of guys from high school. Growing up around here, going to college church, yeah. at gathering point youth group. Okay. Um, and I was able to not only get into Chapman with my friends, but get on the floor that they had all signed up to oh, oh, that's huge. So I go there, and on my floor, there's already like four or five guys. I were great friends from high school. That then I felt like within a week, I knew everybody on the floor. Oh, that's beautiful. And I felt like I'd been there the whole time. Were there any challenges that you had kind of making the switch? Honestly, part of the challenge was is knowing people from a long time ago. Really? You know, because I feel like I've changed and grown a lot in college. Okay. So every once in a while, you'll see someone just like at Walmart and be like, I haven't talked to this guy since I was 15. Yeah. And it's just, you know. It's, it's a little awkward. Yeah, and I'm here with friends that know me now versus people that knew me then, and it's kind of a weird, like, weird disconnect there. All right. Um, Which I feel like there's a lot of people that grew up here that can relate to that, for sure. What's Danny McGrady now versus Danny McGrady then? What's the biggest change you've That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like I think a lot more before I say things. Yeah. Than I didn't in high school. You feel like you're pretty on the spot with kind of stuff. I, I used to. I used to just act all the time and not really consider because <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot more kind of reserved and uh in a, in a patient now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully, you have a little, maybe a little more finesse with your with your actions and whatnot. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. Sure. So so tell me about you you make this fire video. Did you already have in the back of your main brain what you're gonna do for your Mr. Onion performance? Honestly, I was very uninspired almost to the last minute. Uninspired? What do you mean, man? I had a hundred different ideas, but none of them were flushed out. Okay. So like the original script I turned into Spencer. No had nothing to do with what I ended up going with. Um because I, I didn't really know how to work. It was, well, first I started with like a heist theme and then Spencer pointed out that it, it's pretty similar to how we opened the show. Mm. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should change it. And then I went, I had a script made for like this, like Western idea. Yeah. Which would have been cool, but it wasn't, I wasn't very excited about it. So I, All right. I had the same. Well, Western would also be very hard to pull off. It would be difficult. Um, And then over spring break, my friends and I watched all three Austin Powers movies. Is that what is that what the inspo yeah, was? The okay, I thought it was like the Brady Bunch or something. Oh, I, okay. I, but there's I definitely get the vibe from like the the big dance scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude, that was amazing. How did you get so many people? I I just texted everybody I knew. Really? Yeah. And it was like later in the day, so most people were out of class, and a lot yeah. of people were like a lot more excited to be there than I thought they would be. Really? Yeah. Everyone was really cool, really supportive. It was awesome. Now, did you kind of have like? Because a lot of people I know, or just me in general, or people even listening, would feel very hesitant on asking for people and help with a project like that. Mm-hmm. Did you face any of that when, you know, reaching out to all these, all your friends? Honestly, most of my friends offered before I... Really? Chance. Yeah, they were all really excited, really. And I feel like an idiot out there in my fur coat and my, you know, purple shirt in front of the whole campus, you know, dancing or whatever. But yeah. we... We all had fun together, and it, it, the awkwardness went away right away as soon as we started. Really? Because we were all—I felt like we were all, you know, making a fool of ourselves together. No, that was—it was—it was beautiful. It tur- and it turned out really well, thanks to my my editor. Well, yeah. here's the thing, Danny Marghetti. When when I watch that video and you say your zoology and obviously like you're playing you're playing bass, I'm like, dude, you got big shot personality. First of all, big shot name, Danny McGrady. I, have you ever taken a second to like realize your name's Danny McGrady, bro? I. I haven't, I haven't thought about that much, to be honest. Do you understand that, like, Danny McGrady could be a name of the the star the star in, like, a Disney mood? You know that, right? I might shock you to learn my name is Daniel, but... what? When did Danny McGrady birth, though? I was, I've gone by Danny my whole life. You've got... Does anybody ever call you just Danny McGrady? That, usually it's just Danny. <laughs> I will say, but, yeah. That's fair. But, I mean, having so much, like, invested, like... You, we, I saw the workings of your mind brought to you via video. As is, is this the first time you've had a chance to really pour out your personality or like the inner workings of Danny McGrady into like production, or have you had something like that before? This is definitely the probably the first time, you know, except for music stuff. Like I have a lot of fun with that. Um, what does it look like in music stuff? Mainly, so I, I'm in a, a couple different bands. I, this my. Oh, you're you're in a couple different bands. Well, there's. <laughs> Ministry Team is one of them. Okay. I was in City on a Hill last year. All right. Uh, and now I'm in the Narrow. Uh, and there's not a ton of room for, like, creative freedom there. All right. Um, but I'm in, once we started Funk Surrender, there's a lot of, we just were able to sit and, like, not just do what we know, what churches want to hear mm-hmm. or need to hear or camps, whatever. We just got to do exactly what we wanted to do. It sounds like you get a little more freedom. A to- lot more freedom. So when you say we make Funk Surrender, what does it look like to make a band and make the band work? Because you guys play in Starbucks, you guys do great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it, well, it all started with the Narrow. Okay. Um, we were just, we had two straight weeks at one camp and not a lot to do. So we were just sitting, you know, hours at a time. They let us use their pontoon boat. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I remember sitting with with John and Marissa, the two people that were in the narrow then that are in Funk Runner now, and we were just like, and Tyler as well, just getting really excited about like, we just we all started listening to funk music this summer. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, we were just excited to plan like this is what we're gonna do. You know, we're gonna have fun with it in any way we can, and we just started going to my buddy's basement, while well, uh, spending hours at a time just making stuff up and seeing what sounds cool and and all that kind of stuff. Now, do you guys, is it, who who took initiative on Funk Surrender? It was a kind of a, a collective thing between uh, me and Jonathan, our drummer. Okay. And then we got Marissa in on it as well. She sang um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that night, or on Friday night. And then it just, it all kind of spiraled from there. So where does the, where does the lead from, like, you know, you're doing worship stuff, you're working with a good group of people, and then you go out and you're like, hey, let's, let's have a little more fun with this or, or a little more freedom because... The summer, I, I've had friends who have done, like, the summer church camp stuff. Yeah. Like, the narrow one. That is a grind, man. It is. It, through all that, how did you ever decide that, like, hey, I, let, let's do some more music on top of it? Honestly, it was really just boredom. Like, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> boredom, but, like, <laughs> I guess idleness. Because at this camp, they didn't want us super involved. Really? They more wanted us to just kind of do the music and just be around. They didn't want us, like... Directly, normally we help out. Like, we'll play in games and, like, you know, whatever else um, and eat with the campers, but they wouldn't even let us do that. So we just, like, we just had so much time to just screw around and just talk, you know, because there's no phone service or anything like that. Yeah. Just, you know, hanging out, and it just kind of spiraled from there. I mean, did you ever, like, throughout your high school career, did you, was it ever, like, on your bucket list, so to speak, to have, like, be a part of, like, your own band? Like Definitely, yeah. Not, like... Oh, I want to be a band and get famous, but like, you want to have a group of friends that we can all say are solid enough that we can have fun and it actually is a, you know, something we can be proud of. Yeah. So, Funks, uh, when when I was reading through all the contestants, like little paragraph things that they put on the initial post, like it, it's very hard to be funny, like with written words. And I mentioned this in my video, so I appreciated that. I was got someone read it. <laughs> I LOL'd. I actually laughed when I just saw FunkSurrender.com. Well, that was originally supposed to go uh, to the whole class for a vote. That wasn't going to go on Instagram. Oh, really? And at that point, like, we had the first meeting, and I started to realize, like, how much work this, like, Mr. New Production was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, I was getting ready for a big test coming up in my <laughs> of classes, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Really? You were thinking about dipping out or no i was i'd already signed up at that okay but i was thinking like i still would do this if elected but i don't want to go out of my way super hard to get elected Mm. in case it ends up being a lot of work yes so i was like i might as well just get this our link sent to the whole junior class oh that's beautiful and be happy with that and then they ended up just saying if you signed up you're in okay and they used that instagram bio I didn't even know they were going to post it. Well, it was it, it made me, LOL, Dan. I'll tell you what. I'm glad someone read that because at first I thought they just didn't put mine because I didn't see it. Yeah. Because there's just one little sentence <laughs> at the bottom, but I'm, I'm glad I, I made it in there. So, Danny, when you winning the event, one, is huge. You you are Mr. Own You. I think you should have a parking spot. I, I think. In my personal opinion. I mean, first of all, where would you put your parking spot? Definitely, like, first row of Reed. Because that's where Reed. The science building. I always get Reed and Larson. They're in the side parking lot. Oh, the out back here? Yeah, Reed's the one closest to College Church. That's right. In that park. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. Every single one of my classes is not only in Reed, but it's in the same room in Reed. Okay. I have four classes. Oh, my gosh, too. Is that brutal or is that? 
it's you know you get used to it eventually. Okay. Um, I want I would want front row right there. Oh yeah. There every day. I, have you talked to Matt Smith about this yet? I, I need to get on that. Yeah. No, I think we most definitely do. Yeah. So do you think you're gonna do anything with production as far as like kind of like, cause dude, I I I feel like you'd have to go for it. maybe like some music videos with like video production. Danny, it was it was perfect. Honestly, I did nothing with any of the production side. Really? Yeah. Um, my well, editor for the brains of it. Yes, to remain anonymous. But once we. Once I like wrote the script and like, I did it right. I was happy with how it turned out. Um, but we we filmed, and that was the last. That was all I had to do with it. Really? He just said, "Here's the video. What do you think?" I'm and like, "Man, this is great." Were you jaw dropped? I was. I was like, "This is very very solid." Were you nervous that you weren't gonna win? I honestly, I, I didn't really care too much about winning. Oh, I love that. I was more like just kind <laughs> of there to have fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I did. You know, it's fun. Um, but I was like, you know, at the end of the day, it'll be a fun opportunity to play for the almost the entire school. Yeah, that we would never get, uh-huh. except for chapel. But that's obviously very different. Yeah, for sure, it's very different, bro. You got people there because they have to be there. Exactly. And people go to Mister Onyo because they want to be at Mister Onyo. Yep. Yeah. The reception, Fox Rider got, and uh, Mister Onyo was a lot more lively than what the narrow gets in yeah. chapel. That's for sure. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, Danny, I mean, being crowned Mr. Onyu is more than just, like, being crowned Mr. Onyu. You obviously have to be, like, good guy, you know, a guy people gravitate towards. And obviously through your video, getting that many people to, like, work together and do something for you, I, it, it would be arrogant for me not to ask and talk about, like, like how you do it. Like I, I was very touched by the showing of my friends. And not just, like, oh, okay, we'll do this out of obligation. You know, like, Danny asked us, let's go. It's more like they showed up. Like, you can tell everyone dressed. Yeah. Ridiculous. So they, they dress into the part, man. And everyone brought a lot of energy and excitement that I was very, it was it was very touching that not only did they show up, they showed up excited and, like, sharing my vision and, and ready to, to get it done. Was that kind of like a turning point where you, uh, did you, was that like a turning point where you realized that, like, oh, my gosh, like, like my friends really love me, man. Like It, it was, yeah. I, I really appreciated it a lot. It was really cool. So you guys are a community, it sounds like. Is that that's not ridiculous to say? Whatever. I'm a solid, very solid group. What What do you think makes you guys gel so well? Like looking out for each other, wanting to help out. What does that feel like, and what does that look like? Uh, it all started in Chapman, man. Like yeah, uh, C2, uh, year, year 2020 to 21. Um, there's like a, a group of guys that we we still eat lunch together like every day. We're all roommates with each other and various like a, we're all in up most of us are in up yeah and like different different rooms you know we're all roommates together and we just like ever since jamming we've just been really good friends and everyone in there brings something unique to the table mm-hmm. you know like my the guy who edited the video was on that floor you know the drummer from funk surrender was on that floor yeah Mo- a lot of the guys in my video were as well um and yeah it, we've just been friends since and we all like we all work together on nate's show yeah, last year, mm-hmm. and our Ollie's Follies Junior show that won this year as well. Um, so I just think it's we've been friends for as long as we've been here, and we all bring something unique to the table, and it just works out. Now, are these all guys that you knew from high school, or are they they're more of a mix? No, a couple of them are like Nate Four or Makai Ritter. Okay, those are the two guys that were on the floor that I knew, and I knew John the drummer as well. Okay, uh, we were really good friends in high school. We're roommates now. Um, and then they all, but they introduced me to the other guys, and within a week, we we're all, all friends. You guys are all just chilling, yeah. kicking back and whatnot. Yep. So, when you have friends like that, 
Okay, would you say that you guys kind of all have like a different set of interests or similar, or how would you explain it? I mean, we're all totally different, like all studying totally different things. Um, but those different things can work together, you know? How do you guys, how do you guys find common ground in that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, we all, I guess just through like passion, you know, we can each recognize each other's passion, like work ethic and drive, you know? Like my friend Isaac and I, he's a nursing major, very different from zoology, but like, you know, we can go and be in the library for four or five hours at a time and, and understand that we're just there to shut up and get work done. Okay. That sort of thing. So you're saying it doesn't, you, you don't necessarily need to be in somebody who's like, all right down your alley exactly but you guys both need to be like driven to like get something done or achieve what you want to do yeah or even just have common interests like things you can do together that are fun okay you know like goofing off what, what, what's a what's a danny bagrady goof off activity goof off uh, give, yeah. a side of del- give me some delinquent stuff here uh, my friends and i play a lot of smash bros oh yeah who's your main uh i only ever play one character it's ganondorf oh i saw it so bad really yeah it's so the big one with the sword right yeah, yeah. dude i hate ganondorf i'm a yoshi main oh. It's, it's uh, smacked, yeah, dude. I just spam down B. You know, do you play on Switch or do you yeah? Play... One of my roommates is a Switch. Okay, do you play on like the Switch uh, controllers? Or... Yeah, we have uh, like a GameCube adapter. Thing. Okay, like GameCube controller. Yeah. See, I love that, but it's just like there's no controller vibrations. Yeah, you know most I think whatever ones we have does have them. Oh really? Yeah, that would be a cheat code for me, man. Yeah, it changes everything. You need the controller vibrations. If you don't have them, it's like you get hit. You know, like you're getting hit. Yeah. No, we have yeah, it's fun. We don't play that often, but like, that's a nice. Like, we have a free night. Let's let's do that. Okay. We go. We watch a lot of movies together. That sort of stuff. All right. Play a lot of spike ball. Spike ball. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Nate Nate loves spike. Oh yeah, he does. He's like the champ of spike ballism. Yeah, he he's usually the instigator. Oh really? Like instigators like, forming spike ball matches. Okay. Yeah. So what's your role? What's your role in the friend group, Mister Danny McGrady? I I don't know. You don't know? I mean, I feel like. like uh, be Mr. O and you, I feel like there yeah. there has to be some like command there, right? Well, up until <laughs> three days ago, that was Nate. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got two Mr. On you's now. Yeah, I feel like my I I know a lot of people from a lot of different areas. I feel like okay. like I have a set of friends that I know just from ministry teams. There are a lot of them that showed up for the video. I have a set of friends I know from my major, from but the main guys are from Chapman, but I have friends from music as well. So I'd say I'm the utility player. Okay, I like. That. Danny, it sounds like you are a great connector. Is that something that I like that? Is that something that you've always possessed, or is that something that you've had to refine over the years? I think that's something that I've kind of always had. Okay, I did a lot of that in youth group growing up. You know, like putting things together and getting people together. For whatever. Did you ever fine tune it to make it better? Because I remember you mentioning like just like being able to like tone down sometimes, or like the the filter. You kind of explained. Was there ever like fine tuning how you connect with people? Like, what is the best way you can go about with connecting somebody else? connecting with somebody else yeah i guess it's like like we talked about like finding common ground is the biggest thing okay you can do right away you know just like everyone has something they can relate to from someone else i don't care who you are you know so you gotta find you just saying find the common ground first yeah and then you expand what what would expansion look like from there i guess it's like just finding things you can do together you know and then the more you do the more you find out about them and the more new things you know like oh i like that too you know that sort of thing is is it is it more difficult sometimes than others? Like, I mean, it, or are there some people that you just won't gel with? Or, I sometimes, yeah. You get, you got to know when to just move on. Yeah, for sure. But I haven't I haven't had any real bad experiences. Well, I mean, I feel like you're pretty easy to gravitate towards, Danny. Come on, I, I get along with a lot of people. Yeah, dude, I can tell. Come on, get out of here. So, for a young guy looking to want to try like bass or something like that, or try a new music instrument, did, did you have like a little 
were you kind of scared to try it out at first? What gave you the inspiration? I was excited. Um, so I did like band from like fifth grade. I, I played the uh, tuba. Okay. You know, which obviously I, I haven't kept up, <laughs> but it got me into music in general. Like my grandpa taught me how to read music growing up. Mm, that's awesome, dude. And then working at the music store, King Music up the street, um, that really got me excited about music outside of like band music, you know, like modern, you know, rock, whatever, funk. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where it all started. So did, did you have a mentor when it came to playing bass? Who kind of taught you that? I had a couple of teachers in high school. Um, but for the most part, I it was through the music department of VB that really got me into it. Um, I played for their jazz band. And like, I remember a big moment for me was the musical Mamma Mia. We were the first high school to do that in Illinois. Oh, really? Because they had just released the rights for it that year. Okay. Um, And I had just started playing bass. I wasn't very good, but I understood it. And then they said, there's no other bass players. Oh, so you were called up, man. Yeah. And why audition and no one else auditioned? So they're like, right, <laughs> you got the keys to the Camaro. <laughs> I was not qualified, but I realized, like, the whole school is going to hear me play this. I need to figure out how to play bass. And so that got me, like... Having something to work towards really helps your passion with music. Not just like, oh, I'm going to sit down and play whatever I want. Kind of, it, it gave you a mission where you can go out and grow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that, dude. What's it, it open my eyes to a lot more of things I can then work on as well. What's it feel like when you're up there strumming them strings, right? Is that is that the right way to say it? Uh, it's close. Enough. Strumming the strings? Um, it depends on what I'm doing. Okay. Like for worship music, I know, like I'll be honest, worship bass can be as simple as you want it to be. Okay. For me, it's like, I've done it, I've been playing college first since high school, you know, I'm in second year ministry teams. When I'm in chapel, I don't really get nervous. Okay, it just kind of flows. Well, and it's the, with the narrow, we've been practicing those songs for almost a year now. And we started in early June. You know, that like your ABCs, man. Exactly, it's like, <laughs> you know, you can almost just play blindfolded at that point. <laughs> but doing stuff like, like this, or like, I play in a jazz combo. Yeah. That, I was, I got a little bit nervous because it was, it wasn't easy. It was difficult, you know? And I'm like, there's a reality. I could totally just drop a bomb and mess up in front of the whole school. So jazz combo, is is that synonymous with, with freestyle or uh, or improv? Is that more the word? Expl- explain that to me. Yeah, well, for bass players, it's, it's different. So there's most of jazz is just here's the chord changes. You kind of make up the rest. Okay. And so, yeah, you're free to play whatever you want, but there are certain rules you have to follow. Okay. You know, like like a walking bass line is like, in theory, you can play whatever note, but there's a, there's a formula you follow. Okay. And once you learn the formula, you can expand on it, but it, you, there's still like, there's still rules. How much time does that take to feel like comfortable with it? A long time. Uh, I say bass is one of the easiest instruments to begin. Okay. Full of strings, right? Yep. I got that part. One note, one note at a time. <laughs> like, you know, playing whole notes in a worship song, I could teach someone to do that Within, like, a couple of Okay. At the most. Like, if you're practicing a lot, you can get there very quickly. All right. But there's no limit to how difficult it can be. Because even the best players in the world are always working and improving, mm. you know? And for jazz, it, I'm, like, I'm not at a professional jazz level. I'd, I'd say I'm, like... I mean, you had me fooled, Danny McGrady, when you were up there playing in a freestyle battle. I'll, I will tell you... you should, I, this is... Maybe will kind of kill the illusion, but I did plan what I was going to play before. Dude. Don't worry about it. Oh, you fooled me, man. Okay. You look so calm and composed up there. I'm like, oh, he's just strumming that thing, dude. I did, <laughs> I did like write the part, but I 
I knew I practiced it the same way a bunch of times. I was okay. like, oh, I'm just going to make it up. Because yeah. I knew I had to, like, maximize it. Uh, I had to make the most of, of what I was going to play. So would you recommend for somebody wanting to start out with bass to, to do worship music? or I mean, it depends on what you want to do. Okay. If you should do what you're going to get excited about playing. All right. And for you, that was funk. Well, it became funk this year. Because um, in high school, I just wanted to do whatever. You know, I just wanted to do everything because I wanted yeah. to be a professional bass player. And about the start of the summer, I was like, you know what? I'm getting ready to apply to vet school. Is like, I know I can play worship music. The bass is really going to take a backseat for me. I need to focus on everything else, you know. But then, honestly, having the goal of like, like just forming this like little just garage band with friends really got like kind of relit my fire and got me excited about playing again. I started taking lessons with uh, Prof Gonzalez here. Oh yeah. Uh, and joined a jazz combo, which I wasn't planning on doing, that sort of thing. Um, and it's really gotten me excited about like, I know once I get out of school, I'm not gonna have as many opportunities to play. So I wanna play as much as I can now and improve as much as I can so that I can keep it up and maybe play gigs you know, in vet school or whatever, you know, for the rest of my life. We love that. That's a goal. Everybody, I would love to give you my deepest apologies because my camera card did not take the second segment that I have with Danny. Danny, thank you so much for being the guest today. I appreciate your time and sharing your journey here, all of that, what it's like being a bass player and how you build community with others. Guys, please go ahead and follow Danny's social media. His links are below, as well as his band website is listed below as well, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and I hope you make it a great one.